You're listening to a DM podcast. We are underway. G'day guys, welcome to Talking League. We're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. I'm your host TK and I'm here right now with Andy. G'day Andy. How you going TK? Doing good. Corby is coming off the interchange bench. He'll be about five minutes late, but... Before that, we've got a guest host on today, Jamie Brown from NRL Fantasy Analysis. He's got a great YouTube channel, and pleasure to welcome you on. Jamie, g'day, mate. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. G'day. Just wanted, before we get this uh, pod uh, started, I was yeah. going to say, has anyone noticed that TK's gotten really, really chirpy the last couple of weeks since he's made the top 1K? <laughs> what am I coming, boys? <laughs> All right, he, you know he, what? I, I don't want to be... What am I coming? You know. <laughs> he smiles like doubled in size. And the, I'm doing less and less work as well. Because <laughs> I'm just That's on. That works, isn't it? At, at work, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got one screen dedicated to it. I'm just looking. I've got to stop. I think I've got a problem. You know, Shooter's got a trade problem. I've got a fantasy problem at the moment. Shooter. How good shooter? It will happen, I suppose. It's the higher you get, it's only going to get worse as you get higher. I know. There's so much pressure. <laughs> I like my team, but I'm, I'm just got, looking into it too much now. It's almost like I'm a little bit happy I'm, I'm really low. Nah, no. Nah. <laughs> I'm spewing. I'm spewing. <laughs> You're doing How's pretty good. Situation, though? Oh, it's terrible. I only got 18 left. You got heaps left, don't you? Yeah, I'm 22. Not too bad. So. Yeah, and you're only just behind me, too, right? Yeah, 1100 or something like that. So. Yeah, and that's so really, that's like 50 points. There's not much between the top yeah. 2,000. I'll like much 4,000 after round one. So. Yeah. Improving. All right, guys, on today's show, we're going to be just doing a few burning questions from TLT, and then we've got heaps of your questions. We've got about 20 questions from social media, so thank you to everyone sending that through. Please jump on the social media pages, Talking League Pod on Facebook and Instagram, Talking League One on Twitter, and thank you to everyone that's leaving us <coughs> Apple reviews. Just before we kick things off with the burning questions, a bit of news around the league. Good news for Warriors and also Josh Curran owners. He's only going to be missing two to four weeks. So the hyper-extended elbow, not as bad. Also for Matt Dufty, he's only looking at missing possibly one to two weeks. So the AC joint injury, you had an AC joint injury, didn't you? <laughs> Mine was a high grade, very high grade. <laughs> Put you out for about 18 months. Oh, uh, well, I'm still I'm going six months and it's still giving me grief. You better go I to your surgeon. I couldn't imagine running full ball at a, at a You go to your with. surgeon and ask for your money back. <laughs> Might just shoulder hey, on the other a, shoulder. We'd get a rolled ankle and we're out for a month and a half. They, they play the next... <laughs> Yeah, five minutes later. Oh, it's amazing. Worry, the, the magic water comes out and they're all good. Oh, <laughs> Big time. All right. Also, so Bailey Sirenen, he's done his meniscus. So he's out for another four or six weeks. He had plenty to start with. And just a big thing, if you're going for your TLT and you're seeing all these youngsters, all development contracted players are active as of this round. So put that in your notebook as well. So all the development guys can actually play. Just going through a few of the team list changes that before we go into these these questions, the Cowboys, they have Tommy Gilbert stepping in for Cohen Hess, who has a HIA issue. Back rower, Helium Lukey will also debut. The Knights, Heimel Hunt, he's out, replaced by Braden Musgrove. The Warriors have promoted Jack Murchie to an edge with both Josh Curran and Bailey Siren and out. Tigers are unchanged. Sharkies, no changes. Shawnee <laughs> Sean, Johnson, he's been named at 18. He's expected to play. It's his 200th game. The Dragons, they're on absolutely just running on nothing. Just reserves, eh? Yeah, Cody Ramsey, he's the new fullback. Jordan Pereira's back from suspension. Max Figuai's the other winger. Billy Burns, the back rowers in the centres. Two new back rowers in Jackson Ford and Poesa. Famu Silly. Hayden Hunt, he debuts from the bench while Junior Amon gets another crack also on the bench. The Titans have shifted Tino to, to lock to cover Peach. And Mo Fodawaka, he'll be back starting the Docks at Doggies have dropped Adam Elliott to the bench with Matt Dory getting a start. Also, I debuted a 19-year-old Aaron Shoop. The Roosters are unchanged. The Broncos, another new 5'8 <laughs> in Albert Kelly with the MILF punted again. Keenan Paliasia, he'll be debuting on the bench for Levi. Andy, can you just finish that? Well, I'll let from yep. the Raiders, please. Raiders have Sam William in for Jack Whiten. Dunamis Louis for Papali, and the new lock is Hudson Young. Uh, Ryan Sutton is back on the interchange. No riding Poppenhausen or Munster or Harry Grant, but Brandon Smith is back. Uh, the Bunnies welcome back Latrell Mitchell, pushing Cody Walker back to 5'8", then Benji back to the bench. Josh Mansell also returns to the starting team. Uh, Panthers have Kurt Catewell back on the starting lineup, and Paul Momo again on the standard bench. 
Uh, Eels are carrier dummy half Joey Lusick. Good move, I think. And mainly have Cade Cuss coming in for Kieran Foran um, with shoes to remain on the edge. All right, look who it is. Corby, the super sub. G'day, mate. What's happening? <laughs> Welcome, Corbs. Hey, Jamie. Oh, I'm just bringing a bit of energy from the bench. I like it. You, did you have a HIA? What's going on? Ah, a little, uh, what were we calling him? Asiata. Asiata. Was As- he carrying Asiata. on? <laughs> carrying on a two rate. Yeah. Asiata or Donald Trump? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was good. That was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to change the monitor. Can you just ask Jamie the fourth question on all right, hey, you ready, mate? I'm we're chaining interviewers. Um, TK's having a break. He's going to be the intern on the on the buttons, and uh, I'm going to be the host. Yeah, I wasn't sure what was going on <laughs> when you were reading out the news. Uh, so the th- first TLT question we have got here: um, What do we do with Paul Morowski? Morowski, hold or sell? What are your thoughts? Uh, we said Jamie Cobbs, mate. Just because you came off the interchange bench, give him a crack. <laughs> Let me in, mate. Let me yes. in the first crack. <laughs> Momorowski, how how annoying was that? I know TK, you mentioned like a bunch of weeks ago, like, yeah, I don't think he's going to get his spot back. I think the rest of us are pretty hopeful, to be fair. Um, at this stage, what you got, you got him for round 13, really. He's going to come back when Burton goes to seven. Is that worth holding in your team? It probably is if you've got seven or eight playing right now. Mm. If you don't and you really need his cash, like what is he, 525K or something like that? If you need that money, I'd suggest probably trading him because you don't have him for the next few weeks and he probably doesn't get his spot back after 13. So I said, if you need that and there's a really burning trade, you can use that cash rather than using one of your cheaper guys like a Simkin, Stefano, whoever you got there. And that's probably the smartest thing to do. But other than that, I'd probably try and hold if you if you can. Yeah. If you're playing overall, that's all. I agree with that. Corby, you were so excited to jump in. <laughs> Why don't you come and give me something good? <laughs> yeah, well, I actually sold him last week. I just think, uh, and especially now, the second week, getting uh, sidelined for Burton, I think he's just, uh, you're banking on an injury for him to get a start back in that side. But I don't think they're going to lose. They're not going <laughs> to lose a round game. There's there's odds on uh, a few of the betting markets now for their first loss. Yeah, well, which will be never. Probably a grand <laughs> they're, final. They're incredible. Ah, ridiculous. Andy. Could it be a case of, like, yeah, there's, I think Kurt Capewell did it when he come back into the, from injury mm. and he kicked Liam Martin back here and then Liam Martin couldn't get his spot back. Could it be the similar case and Momo coming back and just absolutely killing tries again? But The know, only reason why I'll say no is Kurt Capel's an origin player. Yeah. Momo's not. He just, poor and Burden is dead set in the top 50 players in the NRL. Like, he's just so good. It's just unfortunate for poor Momo. What, what team can he go to where he gets a starting oh, spot? No. There's always someone <laughs> who just kicks him out. Poor bastard. All right, moving on to the next question now. Adam Elliott. So after all that good sort of, sort of first round, first one to five, he was one of the best second rowers in the competition and fantasy. But his last month has been absolutely horrendous. Jamie, thoughts? Adam Elliott. What a rollercoaster that's been <laughs> if anyone brought him in. Um, you got to get rid of him now. There's no other option. Um, but I think the majority of people would have at this stage. Like he's obviously just burning cash now, not playing as not playing as well. And he's got he's got Matt Dury and Chris Smith ahead of him. Jeez, he must be struggling if that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> to think in round six, boys, he had a season high of six hundred and eighty-two k, and then the last yeah. four, he's averaged thirty-three. Corby, as a draft holder of Adam Elliott, you've just seen him go from your best what edge and middle to now. Are you thinking of punting him? No, I'll hold him. He's still because he's got that jewel. I'm just playing him in the mid for fan uh, for draft, mm. and he's just getting those mid thirties, which is his base. But you know that's not good enough, especially for his price at what it is. He's he's not getting those attacking stats, and I mean the dog's attack is just woeful in itself. So yeah, I, I I'm hoping as a draft player, I agree with Jamie there. Like you should have jumped off him like early. Um, he's sort of left it too late now. But, yeah, I'm hoping that this might be a bit of a kick in the ass for him to get back on and do his thing because, yeah, the two ahead of him, how is he behind, how is he behind them? <laughs> and and Josh Jackson's not even back yet as well. Like yeah. He's getting kicked out, even with Josh Jackson on the bench, off, off yeah. not in the team. Also, he was the best player the first few games. Yeah, he's going 60s plus. It was unbelievable the effort he put in. So I don't know how Matt Dury uh, or Dory over here. Hard and everything. Mm. Yeah, weird. Hey, Jamie, just a quick one on that. When I, I mentioned around six, 682K, and we saw Adam kind of shooting the lights out and probably playing yeah. above what he actually is, right? 
Is there a point when you see a player like him and you go, this is like, do you have an exit strategy for most of the players that you pick up? It's a very interesting one. Well, my, my question with these kind of guys is, have they done it for years on end? And Elliot played, what, a bunch of games, what, maybe seven or eight games last year, big minutes and scored pretty well. So that was kind of the thing. He mm. come out this year and he's got the edge spot to himself. And it was like, okay, we, you know, he's played really well and that's why people jumped on. But then, in, you know, I think the, the missed tackles came in. It was probably pretty hard. Yeah. I think, as you say, with like the, the three-date rule. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, do you like that? I'm getting yeah, like mixed There's reviews. Probably, it's so hard to wait three weeks, but for him, it's three days. <laughs> Are we talking about dating or actual fantasy now? <laughs> both, both. Um, but yeah, it was probably the same on the other way then. It's like, okay, three three games the other way. If you get three terrible in a row for an edge player like that who hasn't really done it for multiple years, and that's when you look at moving them on. Whereas you see guys like Damian Cook and you're like, okay, you know, a few off games for him. But you know he's going to come back and do well, whereas we don't know that Elliot can do that. So yeah. that's probably mm. the, yeah, a couple of games, and it's like, yeah, you're, you're out. <laughs> hey, Tico, so if it's a three-date rule to get him into your team, is it the three-sleep rule to, to get him <laughs> Nah, I think, I think he got two. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's, he's more cutthroat when yeah. you're already – okay. No, I think I like two. That. I think two. Three in, two out. <laughs> All right, Andy, now – RTS, this is an interesting one for you because I know you're a big holder of Walshie and you also brought this guy in. Now, RTS, just so much talk about where he's going to play moving forward. In terms of a buy, hold or sell on this guy, what, what's your thoughts? I'm, I'm a hold. Uh, I think Brownie hasn't really quite made his mind up where he's going to play Walsh. I know he's saying that he's going to come off the bench and take RTS's spot at fullback. But yeah. If he puts Walshie at six, uh, RTS... Was felt like he was unlocked at six. I think he scored sixty-seven fantasy points when Walshie was at six. So he has got. It's interesting some to see the contrast when he Walsh played six compared to the Conten- interchange. Yeah, right? compared to one because he yeah. so it was like two thirties in a row for RTS. So I think if I think he's still um, relevant, even not playing a fullback, it just depends. So I think he's a hold for me. Um, what do you reckon? Yeah, Corbs. Before I give a thing, Corbs, any thoughts on RTS at the moment? Yeah. He's happy to make way for Walsh, so that just sort of tells me, yeah, see you later. I'm not going near him. Yeah, Jamie? I own him, so surely he can't sit on the wing. How bad does he look? Just like, why is he being wasted? He's one of the best fullbacks in the game. Will there be a point where you've had enough and you pull the trigger? Yeah, there will be, if if it stays the same, for sure, because he literally has to come in and get his own work. And you see on the weekend, he got a line break at the end there and a few tackle breaks, which saved his score, but... um, I was been saying on my channel just a couple of weeks if he hasn't if they haven't changed his role in the next couple of weeks it's probably worth trading him in round thirteen. Mm. The two sleep, but rule. I think he can't like they can't keep doing it, can they? Like they're not winning games with that strategy. So yeah, exactly right. Yeah, they did look better with Walsh on the field. They yeah, scored sure. a couple of games against Parra, but yeah, do, like you said, I think he needs to play six or something. Do you think Cody like this just brings the attack right up? Cody <laughs> into Hooker a bit more. Starting hooker, and then you got Cody Walsh. Imagine uh, RTS on the back outside of Walsh. Are you, yeah. are you just saying this so Egan, you <laughs> drop Egan and you just you snake <laughs> oh, me for the next guy? No, yeah, well, if you if I can beat you, <laughs> yeah, well, you've got the, the creativity of CHT Walshy in the middle and Cody uh, from hooker running from dummy half. Like RTS could just explode if that's the case, but yeah, I don't know. Brandon just sees something different. It's very interesting that they looked the best last week when RTS kind of was shuffling into the middle and Murdoch Masilla and Jazzy were in the middle with him. Like the amount of footwork and kind of late passing that they had between the three of them was actually quite dangerous. So if there's something that they can kind of mix up between the three of them, Torhu has to be in there somewhere as well. They've just got to find the mix right. But I would love to see them kind of play a little bit more kind of Harlem Globetropper style. Like what have they got to lose? <laughs> just like, throw it they've around. got the talent to do it. Mm. Like throw the it around. Evolved. Like, Corbis, you probably have a point. Who cares if Nicarima misses a few tackles? Give up 30 points, but score 40. <laughs> yeah. Well, surely they're just in, in attack. They all play it that way. In defense, they obviously maybe Roger can shift out to the wing, Re-shuffle. catch the bombs, defend out there, whatever he needs to do. But in attack, just shuffle everyone out to the wings, bring them in the middle, and they'll be so dangerous. Touch footy style. All right, moving yeah. on. Next question, boys, is around Joey Lussick's quite interesting that it's taken, what, round 11 for Brad Arthur to bring him into the, the 17, which we kind of expected from the start. 
Yeah, I thought so. But Reid Marnie, he's been blowing away absolutely everyone. Let's start with you. Where's your, what, what do you think about Reid Marnie at the moment, Jamie? Do you think he's a is it an origin shot, a number nine? I'd say so, but it has to be if Grant's out. If he's if Grant's out, he's number nine, isn't he? I reckon he's going to be number nine with Grant in. Just wow. Off the bench, okay. you reckon? What, Grant off the bench? Yeah. Wow. Because I think they know that's a winning formula that they can already have, and they can take the steam out of the New South Wales Blues a little bit with Reid and then bring on Harry around that kind of halftime like he carved us up last year. I'm quite okay with that, if I'm honest. I don't have Reid in my team. So. <laughs> yeah, but for owners, I guess you might have to come to the realisation that he might be missing a lot of footy coming up, only because mm. Paramount have really good backups. Yeah, I think it's time. Look, we, we all seen last year the decline of Reid Marnie after, I think, seven or eight rounds, the latter half of the second season. You see, you'd have just died in the arse. So it, it's smart for BA to bring Lusick in because he, he may see the potential of, um, of Reid playing nine yeah. uh, for Queensland. So it'd be silly not to get Lusick some game time, or even just 20 minutes, 30 minutes here before round 13. So I think it is a worry for Reid owners. So yeah, I'd, I'd be um, be having the watch list there this game. You might not get too much, but it could be a, a bit of a sell yeah. during the origin period. Now, Corbs, I know in previous seasons you haven't been the biggest fan of Reid Marnie, but what have you made of his work so far this year? Yeah, he's been huge. It's a, like Andy was saying, smart football move, but fantasy-wise, geez, it sucks, mm. especially <laughs> if you own him. He's a tough defender. Like, Yeah, you do need to rest him. Uh, just going off. But yeah, the 80-minute hooker, they're getting thin. <laughs> I, I think over this middle period, um, a lot of people, yeah, we, we won't see the bigger minutes. A lot of the players will get rested and sort of yeah, spared as they as they sort of can, just yeah, leading into that back end and starting to get that taper. Because I think it was Trent Robertson, he was one that came out and said that he got uh, called out last year. They just didn't prepare him well enough for the back end of the year. Mm. And, yeah, I, I don't think uh, Marnie will be playing 80 minutes over this next little period. All right, boys, moving on. Plenty of rookies, as I mentioned, all the ve- development guys are active on the roster now. So a few Dragons rookies. They've got Ramsey, Amon, Figai, Broncos, Palacia, and Hetherington, and then another deputant at, at the Doggies. Starting with you, Corbs, any of those guys tickle your fancy? I was looking at Ramsey, but I I need to see him at fullback. But he doesn't seem to have that developed tackle break tackle breaking frame to score big from the back. So he's sort of relying on that speed, like the Dufty Pappy. And I don't know if he's quite has that. So I'm happy to be proven wrong as a drag. He's in him, kill it. Amon <laughs> uh, off the bench, no. And um, yeah, Max Viego, he, he could could make you 175k. He could be a nice sort of uh, downgrade for your centre option. I'm stuck on this and sort of answer a question later free up some cash he's got a 33 average at winger start this year he Hold does on. like what to about get last in. week yeah up at it was he off the interchange last week yeah true yeah and 12 minutes as well but yeah the, in his two games he's got right on the money 33 so i mean oh no his center's a hard one there because you can buy <laughs> like look at best and aiken their average is 30 below in the last three games and you know, they're usually well, looked at as um, the bigwigs in the centre position. So, yeah, he, he's, he's one to keep an eye on. It's just, oh, it's like I talked about Sunday night. Trades are just so precious at the moment. <laughs> are they what? Now, Jamie, you're a shy boy. Does that mean you're a sharky or who are you going for? No, I'm a cowboy. Oh, you're ridiculous. That was completely <laughs> random. I was about yeah. 10 years old. <laughs> See you, mate. <laughs> now, on those rookie, that list I mentioned, or any that you've got at the top of your head there, Jamie, any interests this week? Nil. Mm. Nil interests. Even- like, there's either outside backs that are in a not a great team or guys that will get one or two weeks. Was it the Prestia or the Broncos guy mm. in the back row who might get two weeks? But unless there's an injury, a couple of injuries that gives them an extra couple of weeks, I think you can wait a week or two and see how they play. Yeah, Andy? Yeah, you can play the old Gus Guild. Uh, no, I think there's five no's there, which is the amount of people. <laughs> no, 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 no. There we go, perfect. <laughs> Gus is bad. I just can't trust any Broncos players at the moment, and I just don't want to trade a like, – Waste and burn a trade like the Zaxini. I didn't do it, but I just don't want to have that happen to me again. I did it. So, it was ridiculous. Yeah, and I hate is... looking at my team every day. And he, and he's he there. <laughs> I want to know if you can just erase the player. <laughs> yeah, trade him for a, a, a moan. <laughs> I just Play see his haircut. And, no, it's, yeah. a, it's a no for me. Yeah, I've got nothing. That guy, Junior Amon, I think he's just a year to, a little bit like 
next year, everyone is going to be going for Walsh. Oh, for Amone's sure. going to be in this same category with one year development and having an off season where he's probably pressing for that top thirteen. And he's skillful, man. He's real skillful. Well, we'll give you the credit to that. Remember the preseason, you said watch Walsh-y. out for this Walsh kid. He's, oh, gone. he's so good, man. I just didn't realize how good he was going to be. So I'll take that one. All right, final question. <laughs> I'll give it to you. <laughs> Thanks. Just a little bit of origin planning. I know a lot of people have asked this question over social media. So, boys, how many players are we planning to have? realistically, for round 13 and 17. Jamie, you go first. It's getting less and less every week. <laughs> <laughs> With all these injuries and suspensions. Oh, my goal was between 13 and 15. It might be like 12 good players now. Yeah. Really, when you think about it. Like I was hold, I'm one of those guys I've been telling people to hold Alvaro, Stefano, Simkin, all those guys, and they're all out now. So it's like, well, shit, what do we do? So I think I'm sitting with maybe eight or nine right now. If I can get to 12, 13 for that and then maybe a couple extra for for 17 would be the goal but again you're going to run out of trades if you, if you try to get to 14 15 i think yeah you'll I be think, gone by round 16 or 17 i think you're right i think 13 a few weeks ago i was looking at about 17 players yeah you were excited i was very excited <laughs> but now i'm going i brought nico Hines in this week but that brings Ooh. me up to 13 but that's with jordan ricky as well so but I want to punt him because we're no longer in a relationship no well, you punted <laughs> him in, you punted him in drafts not classic yet okay. no not yet Kobe. Pretty Ricky. Yeah, I've got 12, but in there, Simpkin and Tavita. Um, so well, really sort of 10. But then you've got blokes like Tex Hoy, who he was – I thought, how good was it? I just sat – I held him, and it sort of worked out well. And then I was like, a bit like you're seeing, he's like, why is he in my team? Uh, so, yeah, I, I, if I can aim for that 14-15, it's optimistic. But I'll, yeah, I'll try. I'll see. How many trades are your corps? I've got 19, no, yeah, 19, I think. That's terrible. Now, Andy, you don't have many players for 13, but you've got a, nearly a full roster for 17, right? Yeah, so I might not just I might just play the, the waiting game for the brain 17 and foot, field 14 there. Yeah. I'll see how many I can fit in. Let me try and get a 12 or something like that. Because you've got a few origin players to back up as well. So. And I've only got the 18 trades, so I've got to... You got to play shooters warning. I think yeah, every I day when I you wake just, up. When I wake up, just don't trade, don't trade. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this week I'm actually making none, so I'm happy. Wow, boys! Actually, uh, I've, hang, I've hang on. I've heard multiple people say this on the pod that they're not making any trades. <laughs> Everyone's got trade problems. I've got none. I've got none. I'm, I've even I've even shot none. Nothing in my trade thing. I'm just gonna leave it. <laughs> All right, before we go to the audience question, boys, I've got a question because I know all three of you have got Tavita Pangai Jr. Mm. Are you guys seriously worried, considering the guys that got done, he's next in line. He's going to get a suspension this weekend. No, he's the most behaved player ever. I, I haven't seen him put a head eye, have you? He's, he's, <laughs> he tackles he's below the waist only. <laughs> oh, look, yeah, he's yeah, in my people's squad, so oh, you I haven't put him in squad. my team. But. Okay. I Thank thought, God, no, yeah, I thought I it was one of the teams. He's waiting. He's waiting for it, for sure. <laughs> Corby? Yeah, it's just to ride the wave now with him. <laughs> I thought he was going to – I got through one week, so I'm happy. It's a positive. I've already achieved more than I thought with Tavita after that <laughs> round. <laughs> it wasn't the best. Well, you have 35 <laughs> points as well. All right, boys, yeah. good start. Do you think the and stuff will be as bad this week? Oh. Well, they'll, they'll tame it down a bit. I think, Interesting. I think the players might even – like realise that their impact is going to have a massive effect on the game. Uh, look, yeah. the headlines, yeah. even the accidentals. So they might try and readjust their tackling style, possibly. Well, that's coaches, what the, that's what NRL's hoping yeah. for. But the coaches are that smart; they will adjust. Yeah, the good exactly. coaches will adjust because you can't go down to eleven men and expect to win a game. Do you remember? Remember twenty twenty though, when they brought in all those rules and the penalties and the refs jumped on slowing down the ruck and it was just ridiculous speed and yeah. they were just penalty after penalty. And then they slowly just tapered off a little bit and it sort of almost went back to normal. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm just wondering if they did just come out of the guns. But it just seems it's pr- pretty clear cut at the moment. Any contact to the head and quick review, bang, you're off. Or there's, no, bin or, there's no grey area, is there? If it hits your head, you're off or I, you get yeah, a sin yeah. bin. So I, can tell you, yeah, I can tell you who's going to be the best next week. Melbourne, Parramatta, Roosters, Souths and well, Penrith. And They'll Warriors. be the only five teams that react to this. The other 11 <laughs> will just five. be doing silly stuff still. Or was it Parramatta Warriors, the only game that no one got sent off? 
in the no, bin. That, Did they get a bin in that game? No, no bin. So Sunday wow. was Sunday, the late game. So they could have watched watched all the games, realised, maybe had a bit of a chat to the players saying, yeah. just pull yourself Actually, in. I add New Zealand to it because they're not interested in defending. So. <laughs> yeah, top <laughs> attack. They might have a couple of elbows. So there's in only no elbows there. But actually, I've got a quite... Who refereed that one? <laughs> yeah, that's quite interesting. You look that up. I've got quite a stat that I was going to bring up in one of my questions that I'm going to answer. But just the kind of sample size of who got suspended and in terms of people wanting to bring forwards in, just from the stats, there's a lot more risk bringing forwards in for your trades because they're more likely to get suspended. Like out of the 10 that got suspended, only one back got at Jack Wyden and then Tyrell Fabio-Muono, I know he was playing in the backs, but he's really a back rower. So really it's nine out of 10. And then from the guys that got fines, I think there was only three backs out of like 12. So the stats actually show that if you're going to be bringing any players in, you're probably best off bringing in probably guys like wing fullbacks. They're not going to be making much tackles at all or halves because their impact in actually making tackles will be probably quite small. Well, probably more halfbacks than big guys like Jack White and they're still big guys at number six, right? Yeah, and they should, they should benefit from guys in the sin bin with you know, less player on the field, more tackle breaks and stuff you'd imagine too. So it's interesting. Yeah. All right, boys, let's go to the questions while Andy gets this referee up. Jamie, we'll start with you. First question is from Luke Della. He wants to know, which hooker are you, are you looking at as a keeper moving forward? This position was absolutely sacked, and now there's it's not that much. We're worried about Reed, obviously. Um, I think Braley's your man, obviously, but most people have him. Um, Maka we're worried about now, mm. like that last couple of weeks. I think for him you got to wait a week or two, see what happens with his minutes. He needs, he needs 80 minutes for him to be a top-line keeper. Um, but then, I, like, guys like Starling is very, very interesting. Mm. Obviously, not playing in 13, but we know what he did last year. He averaged, what, mid-50s. He's got scores of, what, 63, 57, 63, and 54 in his, in his games this round. It's like, well, do you, do you pick him up now, get his good scores, get that, you know, the price going up, and you just, you just cop his, you know, out for 13 and then you get his scores for the rest of the year. That could be a really interesting one. Um, and then obviously Cookie, but there's not really anyone I'm, really, I'm kind of targeting. It's kind of sit and hope with Braley that he doesn't get injured yeah. at this stage. Jamie, with the new rules, at Penrith, like Appy Corusau was my favourite player last year. He was my captain yeah. my draft team all year, but literally because they always have the ball, he usually makes the most of his stats from defence and he just doesn't defend anymore. So, yeah, And he doesn't need to them. jump out of dummy half because Cleary just does everything now. So oh, he's, a, he's a freak. Appy's on the radar. He's getting cheap, isn't he? It'd be good if you can get him down to the 500s and kind of the business end. You know wow. how the game's kind of... You, you're probably going to see the style of games and the intensity of games go up, right? So the scores might come down a little bit. Penrith might start playing some better teams. That might be the area to start picking him up, maybe that last eight games or so. Yeah, you could wait that long, I guess. Maybe if he kind of picks up the next couple of weeks, you might be able to pick him up for 13, mm. possibly. Yeah, potentially. Um, but yeah, not a lot. Not a lot of options at the moment. Ah, definitely not. Now, Andy. Next question is from Ryan Collins. He wants. I'm sorry, Ryan Collins Brown. He's got a bit of a hyphenated name. Is Morgan Harbour a trading option at centre and possible pod? Will he keep his spot when Walk Dylan Walker's back? Given how well they are going. Well, it looks likely, doesn't it? He last three games for 47, 53, and 47. So he's he's really reveling off uh, Tommy Turbo coming back. Um, so you look, they're winning as well. So I don't think Desi would want to change that formula if Walker does come back. Um, does Dylan does have a couple of off-field dramas, so he might not. He might just say, oh, "Look, we don't need that in the team or not." So I think Harper could be a bit of a, a pod. Um, and even when Turbo goes to uh, Origin, he could fill in that fullback role. And because he's got a couple more games under his belt, maybe he might have a better better crack at it too. So he could be a bit of a pod. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I like that one. All right, next one. Corbs, Nate Olsen. He wants to know, is Moses Leota or Liam Martin worth a look at now? Given their current form and scoring, he wants to think about a straight swap for your boy Stefano to Leota and save some cash. Cheers, guys. Loving the pod. Thanks, Nate. Uh, Martin, not with Capel. I wouldn't be going near him. It just with Teamless this week, Capel straight back in. Um. He could get some games over Origin, but yeah, no. Nah. And Leota, he's I had him earlier, sold him when he was having a dud few games, but he's popped up a little bit through an average of forty eight. He's priced at four seventy seven K, which is that average of thirty five. So yeah, if you're gonna get him, break in of eighteen, he's 
still could make you 175k. Odd. He looks to sort of have that 40-minute game now under his belt and, yeah, getting that consistently. And, yeah, that was sort of looking at those last three games. So, yeah, that I would that would be a good trade. Yeah. I would say yes to that. Have you noticed his scarf? Is that a scarf or a hoodie? Uh, no, I'm wearing a hoodie. Yeah, oh, I thought you got a scarf on. <laughs> I thought you were trying to be trendy. Uh, it's like a high hoodie. Oh, nice. Com- is that your yeah. new rep jacket? No, we get a new one. This is the old one. We're coming down to Wollongong. Is, is that down near you, Jamie? You down that way? Getting closer, yep. No, he's yeah. Sharky's territory, mate. Hey, he's Miranda. Corbs, you're saying that's my jacket now. You're saying your old one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see. There's sometimes they, they can go to shit sort of version. So if, it, if it's a good one, then, yeah, you can have the old one. <laughs> hey, I love a good hand-me-down. All good. All right, next question is from Hanza. Hanzo, sorry, he's regular. Looking at picking up CHN Corey Herrera Naira, is he a good buy? I don't mind him as a good buy, but just those stats that I gave out in terms of more forwards getting suspended, I think it's maybe worth a wait unless you really need an edge. So he's at 432K. He's put a bit of money on as well, averaging 46. He doesn't play round 13. The other thing you've got to consider, Ricky Stewart is just a little bit out of his mind at the moment, changing his pack every week. And realistically, with the new rules coming in, like he has had suspensions in the past. So he could also be on this list of doing silly things. You just don't know, like we talked about, a team can go to 11 games, fatigue will keep coming in, and then you do silly things. So right now, if you do not need an edge, I'd be sticking away from all forwards right now. So it's not a bad buy if you need to replace an edge, but I just think that you can do better and just wait for this all to settle down a touch. I agree. All right, next, Jamie, Ross Ritchie, he wants to know your thoughts on the doggies, Chris Smith. Well, CHN's a better buy. At a, what, 100K more expensive. Um, you know, similar reasons to what you're talking about. He has come, on, come in with big minutes, obviously, and got, what, 49, 33, and 62. But, you know, in the grand scheme, is he going to continue keeping that spot? He doesn't play 13. Look, he might be a half-decent option for, um, you know, if you're playing head-to-head. But I think overall, he's probably just, a, you know, let, let, let that one through the keeper it would, would be my call. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I... I've got a couple of doggies mates at work and I really respect their their opinion because they're quite open on their team. And both of them said, do not rate him at all. (laughs) And they're keen super coach players. So they, they love a cheapie and they go, look, he might not be in the team in a couple of weeks. Yeah. He made big tackles, but he's missing like five, six, seven tackles a game. Like, yeah, you're Josh Jackson. You have a 15 game or something. Yeah. Like I just got to watch him a little bit more closely for myself. But right now I think put him in the black book, but I think, yeah, I think we can do better as Jamie said. Yeah. All right, next question. Sammy Matthews, Andy, he wants to know, should I keep Josh Pop? I'm going to say Papali. I like Papali better. <laughs> Josh Papali. Papali. <laughs> Look, he's out for three games through suspension and misses origin for that high shot. But with the volatility of Ricky Stewart, it's just hard. It's hard to sort of keep him on the bench, isn't it? Mm. Um, if you've got an extra 40K up your sleeve, you can get the uh, James Fisher-Harris and he's scoring an extra four points higher. God, he's playing good, isn't he? Oh, mate, he's <laughs> absolutely killing it. And look, if he keeps scoring tries, it could be even better than that. Um, or it, for a little bit uh, less, there's uh, Zai Yo for 663K. Yeah. And he's averaging 52 fantasy points compared to Josh Papali's 50. I guess the Fish just, you know he's not going to play Origin, right? Yeah, exactly. The Fish is not playing Origin and they both play, Fish and Yo both play round 13 as well. So yep. uh, Yo could be a, a bit of a, I a chance. I 100% origin. Yeah, who's yeah, out? Yeah, um, he plays. Yep. Yeah, so corners there, not, obviously not going to be selected, so they need some second rowers. So, uh, And he's versatile. He can play yeah, lock. He can be a mid. Um, so, yeah, I'd be going with JF, JFH is my choice if you want to make that trade. Nice. All right, Corby, Chris, his, his hashtag is Notorious Moot. Remember him from last week? He's <laughs> <laughs> good. Is Luke Thompson the real deal? Or is his points minutes inflated by Josh Jackson being missing? Well, yeah, Jackson hasn't been there for a large chunk of it. But he's actually, his first game back, uh, Jackson played 63 minutes at lock. Thompson's still got 50 minutes. He did get over for a meat pie. But, yeah, he's still got 60 points there coming very fresh. But just going off Thompson, his average, um, he is getting that 60 minutes. Um, so decent points per minute with the 56 average. Yep. And... He came over as that workhorse, but he's he's got two tackle breaks and one offload per game, which goes well with his base stats and his minutes. Um, he's almost priced for his output, though, so I would probably look to other mids for a bit more value. You've almost missed the boat on him. Uh, a great pod if you did want to just sort of spend that cash, but 
But there's a lot of good mids under value in your Gerbo, your Radleys. Unfortunately, a lot of them are playing like Paulo are playing Origin. I know mm. Paulo probably hasn't been scoring it a lot, but his minutes have crept back up. Uh, and yeah, I. I wish a lot of them weren't playing Origin or we could just fast forward past round 13 because I'd love to get a few of these guys in. 100%. I definitely agree. The next question, John McDonnell, he asked, do you think it's time to sell Dane Laurie? His obvious replacement is Walsh, but who knows what the future is? This one's my question. I would say hold. It's just because we're so close to round 13. He'll be playing. I think the way the spine's going at the Tigers... This is the first time they've actually held the spine for a week or so. So just let it settle down. Just see how he's going. I know his energy has dipped, but just remember he's a rookie. So his last month has been 17, 69, 26, and 30 as scores. So he has dipped off compared to the first six games. But don't panic. You've made a lot of money from him as well. So past round 13, it could be a trade option, especially when we get a little more clarity around the whole RTS Walsh thing. So I think you might be able to do a straight swap for Walsh if we get a little bit more clarity. All right, next question, Jamie. Actually, this is a good one for you. K5, you know what's coming up here. He wants to know, is Stephen Crichton a keeper in the centres? He was bloody spraying me on Facebook. He was, mate. He was. (laughs) It's an interesting one. He he says that, but he goes, oh, yeah, Jamie's telling me not to pick him up. He said he picked him up like two weeks ago. Like, what? (laughs) Let's let's talk about it. So last, last year he scored what? How many tries? 17 tries in 20 games or something? Yeah. And still didn't average 40. Right in a team that killed it this year, the start of it, he was lucky to average 32. He's moved over to the right, the right side, and is averaging what just over 50 the last three ga- uh, last four games, which is solid. But you know, he's that, he's kind of that fringe center keeper. He does have the jewel and is going to play around 13. You'd think he wouldn't be an orange, but I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like there's some better options out there. Yeah, I'm in your boat. Remember today when I, I replied, I go, he's. His average between his, fifth, his right edge and left edge is totally different. He's going to be moving to the left edge. So I just don't think it's right now is the opportunity to get Crichton. And by the time we move on past origin, I just think there's other better centers, right? Yeah, that's what I think. Like someone I'm liking at the moment is Bird. I think we'll talk about it a bit later. But yeah, you look at those types of scores and, and the consistency he's done over years and years, not just you know four games or whatever that Crichton's got right now. So, Jamie, apologies. I've, I've waited 37 minutes to give you one of these, mate. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Thank you. <laughs> That's so rude to the guests. I'll I worked give... hard. I know you have, mate. I'll give you a double. Josh Page. He wants to know is Tommy Starling a buy? What do you think, Jamie? Yes, obviously spoke a little bit about him before. The only thing to probably think about is Hodgson. He's out this week, but does he get his spot back? If he doesn't, and you're a head-to-head player, then Starling's a buy, hundred percent. Overall, you could possibly buy him too. As I said, you get the next couple of weeks of good scores, some price rises. You missed round 13, but you only missed one game. And if, you know, if we think, well, if he's going to score what, we, what he did last year and can do that for the rest of the year like he showed now, then then you don't have to make another trade and he's a keeper. So mm. something interesting to think about, but it's, a, yeah, obviously it doesn't help you for round 13. Yeah. Gamble. If I had one more trade, I'll do it. I'm just one Much short. better than a Tyson Gamble. Much better than <laughs> oh, that, yeah. Is he white? Oh. All right, Andy, next question. Alan Wong, he wants to know, Gerbo... Isaiah Yo or Victor Radley, who would be your pick? Yeah, it's a bit of a tough one because they're all different values and different scores. But um, the Rads looks the goods, especially for Fortnite's 56K. He's just got that value. And he's he's played 71, 70 minutes on the weekend, so he's looking yeah. good of his, of his knee, which is good confidence, a good sign for him, uh, 52 points. And he looks like that third half on the field. So he's always involved in the middle, and he's got that ball-playing ability. So he's got the attacking stats as well as his defense as well. Um, Gerbo, on the other hand, he, with his brother Tom back, he's actually um, scored 63, 56, and 52. So he's hitting his straps again. So he did drop a little bit in price, but he's 618K at the moment. And Azayo is that 52.8 average, and he's 663K. Um, naturally, he's highest rank because he's just a workhorse. Yeah. But I, I think I'd go with value here because you, you've, you've got 456K. It's an extra it's, – it's less uh, 170 K cheaper than uh, Gerbo. Yeah. So you can probably use that somewhere else to, to get a bit more value out of other players. And Radley's going to make a bit more cash as well. Um, that'd be my sort of value pick. What do you reckon, lads? Yeah. Jamie, you got any thoughts on Rats? I just realised 456 is so cheap. Yeah. yeah. I was having a bit of a look, but he, um, he obviously the losing some cash after that eight 
couple of rounds ago, but he's had a couple of 30s, and the rest are what, mid-40s to high-40s with that 52 on the weekend. Mm. It puts him at least 100K or so undervalued. I don't think he's a keeper, though. That's kind of the worry. Um, and obviously, you miss him for 13, so... Yep. Uh, yeah, it's kind of one of those ones that's like very tempting to me, but it's... Uh, do you pick him up? I'll just say, look, what top... Top thousand is point four percent of people own him, so that's quite interesting. Corby, any thoughts? You're in that, yeah. aren't you, TK? Top thousand, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, the Radley. I, I was sort of been looking at him a bit more since the Sunday show, and although we were sort of just loving him and how how sort of he opens up all the other roosters with that ball playing ability, there's no points for that sort of pass that gets the players on the outside some space. So unfortunately, his great work in the middle with that ball playing ability, it doesn't get rewarded. So I sort of, yeah, I sort of noticed a bit of this. And I I don't know if he's going to score past the 50. He's going to get that 70 minutes, which I was excited about. But yeah, I'm sort of with Jamie on this one. Yeah, I agree. But he's still on my radar. Actually, I got a, a really interesting question before we keep moving on. When a player scores a try and they're getting tackled, boys, does anyone know? Just say when they put the ball down, there's someone around their legs. Is that a missed tackle? Yeah. That is? Yeah. It's a tackle, a tackle break. It's a tackle break, but I don't know if it's a missed tackle because it's still... No, it's definitely a missed tackle. Yeah, <laughs> okay. That was an interesting yeah. question. I, I didn't know the answer to that, so hopefully the gentleman is listening tonight. Thank you, if Jamie, they put for the ball down first, clarifying that. And then they're kind of hitting them. It doesn't matter, but if they... Yeah, going over the line and they touch them. It's a, any any touch is a missed tackle and a tackle break. The other one is quite interesting, yeah, right. and I've heard two different answers to this. One was on the NRL.com, actually. So when someone attempts to make a tackle, gets bumped off, but makes the tackle again straight away, is that a missed tackle? That one seems to be okay. It depends how long they're bumped away for. I reckon if it's, if it's within half a second or a second, it's okay. Yeah, and those, but again, it's very it's very dicey on that one. Yeah, it miss, depend yeah. on which guys are um, telling his points up. If it's Cleary, <laughs> it's tackle break I did, city. Bitch. I did. <laughs> I seen. I did see this on the weekend. It was like an RTS or someone. He he palmed the same bloke off twice. And I was like, oh, that's got to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Corb CJ Samet. He wants to know. He's in need of a centre. I think plenty of people are. He has Peachy, but he's out, and he has no cover after that. What are you thinking about best options for CJ Samet? Yeah, I'm in this predicament. I I do have some extra players on the bench, but I've got no centre cover with Rapana. And there was a few smoky sorts of news uh, that he was going to make it back in, but no good. He's a big dog centre, so I'd be looking at another big one to bring in. Olam is exciting me. He's sort of hitting his straps and getting plenty of early ball, especially with no monster. They they like just hitting him early, and he's a, he's a tackle breaker. The The Herbert... Is another nice one, but uh, yeah, again, we've talked about it on the back of Brisbane. You sort of want those attacking um, players. So bring in the 70s porn star uh, from Manly in the centers there. He's doing <laughs> very well. And oh, I got him in draft too. I, he's been, yeah, very good. And they're both, uh, with their average, they both could make you another 100K if they keep it up. I mean, they are relying on a lot of attacking stats, but they're in two good teams that are, red hot at the moment uh, plus you'll bank about 80 to 100k in getting them in so some good money to be made then you got your best and aiken geez they're they're going down south i could what you could wait on them lomax is another one i know he's out for a few weeks but geez he's got to mm. be on everyone's radar oh, yeah. but yeah short term i'd be going probably one of those first two the other the smoky is mm. a um the Max Fiega, but he's again. I think Jamie's talked me out of it in a in the back <laughs> of a uh, a poor dragon side. I was like, maybe I was just, yeah. My top, my side is going to suck for the next few weeks. So this is why we do this. Just the next few weeks, Corbs, or maybe the rest of the season. <laughs> oh, I'm not expecting any silverware now. Because sometimes we need someone with some expertise to tell you how it is, mate. Stay away from yeah. Maxi. Yeah. Can we um? Can we give Corbs a, some sound fix there? That was good. Apart from the fake guy. <laughs> there he is. Yes. Nice. That was work, good analysis. I liked it. All right. Next question. Uh, this one's for me. Kaya Taylor, Jake Simkin. Should I hold or trade? For me this week, I'm going to be trading him out and we're trading out for Nico. And the reason why I think I've made my cash on 153K, I'm sick of waiting for him on the bench. And the other thing, I've just got a sneaky feeling in the next couple of weeks he'll end up on the interchange bench and then he'll play like 10 minutes and lose me money. 
So before that happens, <laughs> I think my cash exit's now gone. And yeah, did everyone have Simpkins, boys? No, nah, yep. not me. No, Jamie. Yeah, you, yep. yeah, you did definitely had it. What's your thoughts around Sim- Simo? I think Stefano's more chance of playing in thirteen than Simkin. So Simkin out. Okay, so Simkin out for you too. If you've got both, then you only trade one. You pick him. Yep. I'm just worried about that interchange situation. So yeah, I think we're both out. So that's a good one to finish. I won't give myself a tick because I can only do two things. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jamie, Brenton Vickery. Good show, friend of the show. Always asking questions. Thank you, Brenton. Trading Puppenhausen. Would you go to Torhu Harris, James Fisher Harris? Sorry, I'll say that again. We're trading Ryan Puppenhausen. Would you go to Torhu Harris or the alternative is to go to James Fisher Harris and then have some money? Mm. Well... I think clearly Tohu's the better player in terms of fantasy. Um, what He's going to average about close to 10 points more. They both only missed one game for the rest of the season. If you're someone that's, I think, let's get, let's put the number at 20 trades or less, mm. Tohu. If you've got 23 or 24, you can go Fisher-Harris and get Tohu in 14. Yep. Um, yeah, that's probably it. No, I like Tohu's that. Your man. He's your best mid slash almost edge too. So. No, I'm, I'm glad you brought the trade situation up and how that kind of affects your way that you actually buy pros because I think that's some, what people really do need to start thinking about a lot more right yeah. now. So I don't think people just, they're just throwing it out there. <laughs> Are you loaded with trades, Jamie? I remember you were saying, it was only a week or two ago that you stocked up. Or was that with your yeah. 22? He was bragging like yeah. I did with my top 500. Yeah. He was loving it. <laughs> Have you always been good with your trades? Well, I because I started so bad, I I max traded the first four to five weeks. Yeah, and I've kind of been like one every week since. Um, trades, it depends on the year. Like if I started really well, then you you're naturally able to hold some trades. But um, what people should know with overall, especially, is you you do need them. Like you need to somehow hold off. Yeah. What's your What's your mate's name again that has to hold his trades? Oh, oh, shooter. Um, shooter. 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 Yeah. We love it. We need to we need to play that every week. Yeah, um, we are. But yeah, you need you need at least what you'll need at least five or six, seven after the buys, and most people are going to have like one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'll just I'll, we'll just uh, we'll take over all of them in the ranks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there'll be some big movements at back end when I go from five hundred to fifty thousand because I got no trades left, <laughs> and no one will watch our podcast because no one has trades left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the point? What's the point? I'm getting the ideas. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Andy, next question, Michael Fulcher. He wants to know, should we make the swap from Zach Sini to Jesse Arthurs or he can go also go Ryan Puppenhausen to Stephen Crichton, which would be a preference? Um, I think we did touch on the Crichton. It, it could be to someone else. But, I, look, Jesse Arthurs has actually impressed. But like I was talking to you earlier, with Katoni Staggs coming back, he just doesn't – his stability on the team just mm. doesn't look likely. Um, he, he would definitely, unless, like you said, unless Katoni goes into the six, like uh, Walters has been hinting, or or Katoni definitely wants to play, but I don't see it happening. Um, then again, Albert Kelly's playing this week, so who knows? Who knows yeah. who's going to play there? Absolutely. Um, Michael Hunt next week. Yeah. Oh, geez. Honestly. <laughs> Potentially. But I, I think if you ha- if you wanted, to, if it's definitely those two, you, you're Crichton probably better. He's 100k more expensive, um, but he's averaging 42 fantasy points at the moment. But, yeah, I think um, maybe another one like a, a Jack Bird might be even a better option. Okay, nice. Sticking with you, Charles Walters, he wants to know, trade in another centre or play with 16 and save trades? <laughs> really just depends on how many trades he's got. Like, no, he's it, pretty good, Charlie. Yeah, he's okay. Good. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about trades, but he's pretty good, I think, on the rankings from my conversations with him before. Oh, okay. So, look... I think if he's got less than eighteen or less than eighteen, eighteen or less trades, I'll just save him. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. Mm. Centre roulette always. Yeah, <laughs> true. All right, Corbs. Next question is Scotty Wirahana. He wants to know: Do you think Josh Schuster has peaked and may not be as good a point scorer if moved into the halves to cover for him? Well, he's not going to cover anyway. But it's a good question, anyway. A very mm. good question because he's a rookie and has he peaked? Would he be a sell at any point for you, Corbs? No, I'm going to hold him. Uh, he had that 28 last year, but majority of last week's game, he moved into that 5-8, and he's been sort of almost ball playing in the uh, the edge position uh, for that score of 57. Break even of 40, I reckon he can do that. And yeah. he's on the, the back of a red-hot Eagles team, so 
yeah, it can at least hold if you are thinking about moving him on, but just for that round 13 for an extra number. But I'm definitely holding. Yeah, nice. All right, Aussie Lad, this one's for me. I was thinking of selling Egan and Curran for Chris Smith and someone else. Who should I get? Well, we covered Chris Smith. Given that Curran's only going to be out for two or four weeks, I think you can afford to hold him to see the next two weeks, get a new injury report. If he's still pushing and you need players, then you can cut him. I don't think you should do it for Chris Smith. The thing with Egan, and his, his last month's been pretty bad as well, is kind of similar to RTS. He's dropped value. I was lucky enough to sell him four weeks ago. It's just timing because I just saw a few things that was happening. So he's only averaging 35, and he's losing minutes over the last month. So he's lost 66K over the last four games as well. So I think right now he's at 500K, and we spoke about, Jamie spoke about Tommy Starling at 528K. If you've got 28 extra K, I think that is a nice little upgrade that you can do now. I think you'll get more out of Tommy Starling. So have a look at that one. Next question, boys, is Jamie. Now, Tane79, he wants to know, should I trade Jesse Ramian to Bradman Best as I need a center for Tyrone Peachy? Other trades I'm thinking is Bailey Simonson to Reese Walsh, Curran to Tedesco, or Curran to CHN. <laughs> yeah, that's a big all, question. Loaded. All, all guys that aren't playing 13, which is a interesting one. If, you, if you're not worried about 13, if you're just going head-to-head or you just want to pick the best trade, then it's bring in the one bring in Teddy. Is that Curran to Teddy? Yeah, yes, Curran to yep. Teddy, mate. Yeah. Um, Ramian to Best. I, like, I, I think... Um, Andy said that before about Bird. I think he's the best option out of him and Best. More consistent. Um, Best just isn't scoring that well lately, and I want to see the Knights play better before I pick up Best. So um, he could be one for round 13, but I think right now you go Bird and then Farnworth is obviously a decent option, but in an average team. And I think I've just read that he was in the rehab group in the last couple of days, so maybe he's carrying something. Um, But yeah, I think Bird's your man. Yeah, nice. Uh, Jamie, just while we, we, you just mentioned average teams, like I was having a few thoughts yeah. over the last couple of days about eventually not having any players from average teams, like a bit of a philosophy in not picking players from these bottom four teams. Have you had any thoughts around this? Um, the outside backs here for sure. Like I know in previous years we've always had like this Scalashi, Payne Haas as captain, Carrigan, like all those middle forwards in bad teams was fine. Mm. Um, but your outside backs, unless they're a proper gun, they're not – really going to score that well are they like they're not scoring tries are they so yeah like, uh, you know they're not going to have that 70 or 80 that you might get from a guy that's going to have a triple or can we but how good has um ikavalu been since oh, morris has been out he's a, I think he's morris, a sneaky bargain 60 odd and then ikavalu is averaging like 53 it's that yeah. right edge incredible absolutely yeah, ridiculous. anything around this uh we'll go with you andy anything around kind of picking players from the bottom four like you said, the, the defensive teams probably, like all those the lock positions, you get all the tackles from, all the points from tackles, you'd probably go those plays. But, yeah, the attacking flair, you don't really, not really, unless average below average, like you said, with the Warriors, you've got Reese Walsh, who's killing it and scored 76 points or 46 minutes. Yep. On a team that's not winning, but they're still putting points on the board. So you can sort of the average attacking teams, no, but middle of the field pack, depending on who you're picking, yeah. Yeah, true. Corbs, before we move on. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of agreeing with everything. Cool. Well, we'll, we'll give us one of those. <laughs> Good work, team. Nice work, boys. <laughs> All right, Andy, this is one close to your heart. Tom Kirkey wants to know, is Clint Gutherson a buy this week? And would you let go of Simkin, Sini, or Moyland? Uh, un- unfortunately, I think he, you're a bit a little bit too late for him because I think my boy Gutho is probably going to be get the call-up for Origin again. Uh, even though he did sort of falter in the centres uh, last year, but he's just playing too good. He's just the support king. If he's not their um, playing centre, he'll be their 18th man or off the bench. Well, maybe not off the bench. But Ryan Papp's not going to be in there for – he's in doubt for his yeah. number 14, so he could be that 14th man. Potentially. So I think you're too late, and he's probably earned a fair bit. Um, but who will I let go out of Simkin, Senior, Moylan? I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'd probably keep Moylan. <laughs> he, 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 oh, right. he, he scored a 41 last game and he's only had 336, 39k. So you're not going to get much money from him. But um, yeah, it, I think I think I'm probably that guy, Sini. Just burn your trade back. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, has anyone heard any? Because I'm just getting conflicting things. Because in the past, the 18th man has been allowed to go back and play for his club. Has anyone heard any news of what in the NRL? Because I know because of COVID protocols being different whether they're going to let players go back and come back. 
Jamie, have you heard anything? No, that's interesting. I thought they'd be okay, but I suppose unless you, if we had a couple more cases like they did last week or whatever, yeah. maybe then they can't come back. That'd be interesting. I haven't heard anything. Yeah, Corbs, have you heard anything? No, I've, there was a little bit of talk that just asking what was going to happen. Then nothing really go, nothing happened. No answer came out. Yeah, that's an interesting one. We'll have to chase that Do up. Do you think because the 18 man's getting used more often than not? Well, that's the other not. thing, right, because of the HIA protocol. Oh, yeah. They're well. coming into the game more often than they're not, so they might just say no, blanket no. What, what's it been, active tw- has it been active <laughs> twice now, yeah. the HIA for 18th man? Is it? Yeah, I think something happened this weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm the Melbourne sure guy came on. on for his first debut, wasn't it? The Dean, what's his name? Dean Haramina. Yeah, and he, he, burned, he burned a few people who had the loop on him. <laughs> oh, I laughed that. Oh, time. yeah. <laughs> they had the loop and they had the captain on him to get some turbos points or something. Yeah. And he scored him as captain. All right, we've got two questions left. Now, Craig Finkel, Corpse, he wants to know, I've Crichton, Momo and Peachy. I was hoping to hold Momo for origin period when Burden covers Cleary and hopefully Momo can regain a spot in the team. I think Peachy is a hold, which leaves me with one centre for the next two weeks. Should I trade Simpkins for a centre or Simonson for a DPP wing fullback centre? Advice to who to trade to. He does have a good cash position of 252k. Corpse. Yeah, I think Momo has to go in the classic. I punted him. I'd hold Peachy. Peachy's going to be Pretty good, uh, just even over the next few weeks. Is Fodawaker, did he get punted? Or Fafita's out anyway, but then Tino and Fodawaker. Would Wallace now maybe get a call up with their front row stocks down a little bit? Queensland? Potentially. He'll be in the mix. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think Peachy will get some uh, very good minutes over the next few weeks. Peachy's out. No, uh, he, mean, he means during oh, just Yeah, just hold. So, yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah. I, I think I'm going to have to hold him. With Simpkins, I know that you were saying he's probably not around 13. With him just signing for another two or three years, his contract, you know, last week, does that not say he might come back like he's their future? Oh, he's definitely going to come back and he's his future. I'm just worried about, because right now I know I'm not going to hold him in the back end. I'm just worried he's going to be on the interchange bench. He's going to cop a 10 or a five-pointer, and then that money that I'm making is just going to raise each week. Before, because I think yeah. his best spot right now is to learn off the bench. I reckon instead of him just being chucked into the middle as an eighteen-year-old, like eighteen-year-old hooker, it's a lot of expectation on someone. Well, I don't think Little is signed for next year either. No, he's not. Titan, so a tiger. Sorry, so Simpkins is the man next year. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That makes sense. He, so yeah, he played well off the bench in that trial game. Yeah, He'd come on for what 30, 40 minutes. Well, that's, a, that's where you kind of bring him in. Like he doesn't have yeah. to be a starter right now. He's the future, hundred percent. He's the future. He's got some unbelievable skills. Maybe what Brown is trying to do with Walshy, just bring him off the bench so he's not playing yeah. the full eighty. Just and, and that's that's why I'm worried, and that's why I think he's a trade out now because I think that will be his role again. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, final question before we got a couple just for all of us at the end. Just one about Nico Hines. He wants uh, Tim Hint. He wants to know is Nico Hines a trade in for Little Pups? with Pops potentially missing the next three games in a row. And also, why do we play centres in the team when the fantasy gods don't want us to have any decent <laughs> ones? <laughs> Got an interesting question. Thanks, Timmy. But I, I'm a big fan of Nico Hines. I'll bring him, bringing him in this week. He has a break-in of negative eight this week. Really low ownership of 4%. Has that dual, owner, dual half-wing fullback. He's the goal kicker right now. And I think he's that good a player that it just gives Bellamy when he's got little nigglies with Parps and Bunster, just more and more ammunition just to rest them. And I think he'll be playing all the way through to their last buy in round 18. So you're going to be getting a guy... Wow, really? Yeah, I think he's going to be playing the next 10 games starting. I think he'll be a worry for... You know when you have that round 24, uh, 25, when you've got the, the gun players? Again, you're and right. And then when Melbourne's playing so well... Yep. It just gives them. He's a bit more worry if you if you're a pap or Munster owner. And they'll probably have of, yeah. They'll just rest him just because like, and it's going to sit you up. So it could be a reason to sort yeah. of sell those players. They'll have locked up kind of probably a, a second or a third, and there'll mm-hmm. be no reason. They'll just play their second string out, and Nico will play. And he's such a good talent. And at 458k, like I said, he's got a break even a negative eight. So he's playing against the Raiders second team. He'll carve them up again. <laughs> Is there that flip side, though, too, though? When they are back, he does have that interchange role and comes on yeah. and scores a six or a seven, though? Yeah, yeah. P- potentially. But I just think that he's that good, and because he's going to be 100% fresh, there's going to be no reason for them to play Munster for a lot of origin or Pups. Pups might have... We've got no idea how... Like, I don't... He was on his Instagram. 
He looked like he'd been in a bloody. <laughs> he looked war. busted, didn't he? Like, yeah. He looked really, really bad. Like he did. He did cop it sweet. Why <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, dog dragons guy? Yeah, it hurt me. I was. He's in my draft team. I just, <laughs> only yeah. just got him back in. <laughs> I think. I think with Hines, you get him. You get a big score this week. You might get an interchange score next week. You get him good one in thirteen, and then roller coaster. Just, yeah, it'll depend, depend when they get rested. Uh, why do we bring That's Jamie on? He's, so he's, maybe have him as like number he's, four wing he's, fullback. He's making me think now. Like he did to Corby. <laughs> now I'm dropping him. <laughs> yeah, I think if you've got if you've got three wing fullbacks. And you have him as your fourth, and if he's only a change, you don't have to play him. That's probably a good idea. I literally, I was so listening to the couple of different pods. I got Jamie's finished probably ten minutes before kickoff last week, and I always am a late trader, and only just got in. And yeah, he he definitely swayed my trades again. <laughs> what I do? I was there. I wasn't sure what to either to hold trades or with the Matto. Um, and who was the other one that I bought in? Was it a Moses? No, I already had Moses in. It was Maddo and now I can't even think. Keep talking. I'll just quickly have a look. So you bought Maddo in? I bought Maddo in. Yeah, I just went for it. I was just like, let's just see what happens. Oh, and Turbo. Turbo's done. But Maddo was the one I was arming and ahhing. And then, yeah, I bought him in. And So basically because yeah. I bought him in, you bought him in? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, I, I just need to hear <laughs> little different things from people. Oh, cute. And, uh, <laughs> Be careful, Jamie. He'll snake you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who are you picking up in draft, Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> Not playing draft this year. I have to join your comp next year. We have to brutal. punt someone. It's brutal. You don't want to play in our league, mate. Corbs, Corbs, you got a chance next week or this weekend coming up? No chance. <laughs> I'm. I'm playing Andy this week, and I'll, oh. my bench looks red hot, but they're all. Injured. All right. <laughs> I'm Oi. like I'm like the uh, sorry before you. I'm like the um, Brad Pitt from Moneyball, just picking up random plays that are playing well. I'm coming home strong. You definitely don't look like Brad Pitt. <laughs> oh, but stop it. <laughs> two questions. We'll give this to Jamie just to finish off. Now, Oscar Hay, Aaron Simpson, Daniel Chapman, all kind of had around the same thing. Do we even? Do we maybe even cover this at the start? Just around pups. Did you ever hold pups, Jamie? He's still there. What's your thoughts around, what are you going to do around this guy? Oh, so annoying. <laughs> Didn't you trade him a few weeks ago? Yeah, I was lucky. That's just, You're again, so it's um, good luck or good management. Do? Real good luck. I feel like he plays next week and then you miss him for 13. If he's The good thing with him is that he's probably going to be on the bench for Origin, which he should back up. That's kind of the thought. True. So, And with him being, what, the top two wing fullback in the game? In terms of fantasy, I think it's worth the hold. Again, it's probably a trades thing. If you've got a lot of trades and you can, if you don't, don't. And that was like for Fida last week. I traded him out because I had a bunch of trades. If you don't, you got to hold him because he's the what, he's the best second row in the game. Yep. All right, final question for the night from Clifford Stone. Jamie, he wants to know, who are your best buys? Oh, we won't do per position. Why don't we just stick on your centers? Because it's like <laughs> the obvious question. Blackbird. Jack Bird. <laughs> Why Jack Bird? He's just so consistent. Like he's what? He's averaging approximately 40 and that includes his 13 at the start when he wasn't ready to play. Like really first game back in two years. Yep. He's in a team that's decent, but he's scored, let me guess, what's he got? One try this year. And he's averaging 39 with a 13. Lowest score of 29. And he's, I think he's their best player at the moment. I know what you guys think. Yeah, I think both you and Corby have brought up two good guys. I think Olam or Bird, you can't miss. I think both. Olam, yeah. Olam will be super consistent, and that's probably the biggest one with him. And he plays in a we'll good see. team too. So you He's know that there's always going to be a chance to win a game, right? And they're only 20-odd K apart. He's averaging 42.3 in a Storm team, and he'll be that guy that just plays all year for him. And yeah, they've got the guys on rest and stuff, and he'll just keep scoring well. Yeah, nice. All right, gentlemen. Well, Jamie, I really appreciate you joining up. Before we let you go, give your podcast a bit of a plug and where people can find you on the social medias, mate. So, yeah, best one for me is, is to jump on YouTube, and NRL Fantasy Analysis. Um, but I do have a podcast to jump on. Uh, I just record what I do on the on the YouTube channel, but that's just on, on here on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify as well. So jump on, have a look. I do post a lot. I think it's about 12 videos a week. So um, everything's... You know, specific to what exactly you need and maybe only watch a few of them or watch all of them if you're a diehard fan like all of us but 
um, yeah, appreciate it. No. Appreciate you guys having me on, guys. No, we, we can't wait to have you on again, mate. And thank you for bringing a little bit of clarity, a little bit of sanity to the three of us, Jibbers. And look, and also a bit, well. a bit of um, bit of good lookingness. We've got three rough heads over here. You bring you bring us up to the high standard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Even had, a, yeah. even had a shower before you came on. <laughs> Smelling good for the boys in the pod. Yeah, the, the YouTube channel video is a long way off for our three mugs. <laughs> Are you jealous about his hair, Corbs? You see how good James is. He could have Chad Townsend here. He, he's, he's got a great head of hair. Thanks, mate. I think we've all, we've hey, all mate, got the you, da- da- you don't have to have a good head of hair for me to be jealous, though. <laughs> <laughs> mate, the board, the board looks the win, isn't it? The girls love that. Oh, they do. Uh, my wife doesn't. I'm rocking there the dad bod. We just, told, we just told all the podcast guys that he's, he's bald. Whoops. Oh, no, they already know. Don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, boys. There yeah, it is. Good. All right, team. We'll catch you next week. Uh, catch you Thursday, sorry. There it is. <laughs>